Anyway, I've got a really good idea for a Shadowrun campaign that I've got set up. Okay, what's this idea for a Shadowrun campaign that you've got set up? Okay, I think I told you about it. The one where you're a small grow-up illegally growing deep weed yes. in... Yeah. Yes. Okay, but I was thinking about it, and since it's a pretty low-level game, I figured that obviously your characters would probably have to meet in some kind of grungy dive bar. Okay. So my first thought was, okay, what kind of very bad band would be playing at this bar tonight? Okay. And my first idea was, obviously it's going to be the Ska Men, which is a Ska-themed cover band of the <laughs> 90s Manchester rave group The Shaman. <laughs> and then I spent like 10 or 20 minutes in the shower just thinking of ska parody band names. So that's all the notes I've got for this campaign. But if we need background flavor, don't fucking worry about it. Good news. Ska Man John is opening up for Skarma Police and Frankie Goes to Scollywood, featuring Two Tone Kyo Police Club. <laughs> The car is on oh. fire, and there's no driver at the wheel. This is the character generation. Welcome to the character generation, I'm Moth. I'm Chet. How's it going? <laughs> and this is a podcast where we generate characters in tabletop role-playing games. How you doing, Chet? Sorry, Two-Tone Kyo Police Club is <laughs> very good. And also <laughs> Real Big Fish is there. Uh, it's just Real Big Fish, though. Yeah. <laughs> They're still touring. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Now, unfortunately, we're not talking about Shadowrun even a little bit today. No, we are, we are, hello, we're the character generation. <laughs> um, how's it going? <laughs> we are doing Starfinder this week. Oh, Starfinder, is that the innovative new RPG from the brilliant minds at Paizo Entertainment? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. I hear I can play any kind of cool sci-fi character that I want in this very innovative game. Uh-huh. <laughs> can do that. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm sure I'll be in no way disappointed by the options on offer here. Not at all. It's 2017. A lot of people know how to play role-playing games and how to make them very well, so I'm sure this is another example of that same thing. You know what a good sign of a good RPG is in my book? Uh-huh. When I look at the page count of the source book and it says I'm on page 13 out of 529. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You gotta have all that in there, otherwise how are you gonna fit your spell section in? <laughs> oh, actually their spell section is only 58 pages long? So that's not as bad as I was expecting. Interesting. The spell section is about as long as the section on building a starship. Ooh, boy. That's the most role-playing game thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh, equipment is about 70 pages. Character creation's 30. Races is about 10. Classes is about 80. Oh, we, we gotta go back and do this in order, actually. We can't get okay, to this immediately. Yeah. Like, okay. Before we begin, a couple points that we need to bring up. It's not really any hidden information that Moth and I here are not big fans of 3.5 or Pathfinder. And Starfinder, for those who are not in the know, it's blown up a lot in the tabletop gaming community as a really good TM system. And I'm we're here today to, to test that, to put that claim to the test. I'm just so confused. There's so many good sci-fi games out there. <laughs> Starfinder is, as far as I've seen it, it's advertised as Pathfinder in space. That sure is what it seems like. Another way it's been described to me is a mix of Pathfinder and 4th Edition's uh, combat system. Oh, so you mean Star Wars Saga Edition. But without the messy Star Wars trademarking. Of course, of um, course, of course. <laughs> 
And when I hear Pathfinder with Dungeons and Dragons 4th edition combat, I think, oh, cool. So a session's going to last eight and a half hours. Hell yeah. You know what 4th edition needed? More character optimization. (laughs) More bullshit to have to roll your way through. (laughs) An even worse skill system. (laughs) I say this is the one who actually kind of likes 4e. Yeah, I don't like 4e. Moth <laughs> likes uh, parts of 4e and has tried to get me to like it more. <laughs> it's good. There's some adjustments you need to make, and also you just need to use a different skill system. Skill yeah. challenges were a bad idea. Yeah. But uh, also, they're even worse in Pathfinder and Starfinder, because I think they forgot that... Uh... <sighs> Alright, so you know how when you level up in games, you get better at things sometimes? Yes. That's that's a tradition. You know how all editions of D&D have a problem where the characters and the monsters scale at the same rate, so you're basically just doing nothing but making numbers larger? Right. Okay, so imagine if instead of doing that, your character scales at the same rate, but they fuck up the scaling on the skill challenges? Wait, does Starfinder actually do that? I, I don't know anything about this system other than looking over the character creation stuff. I've been doing a little reading about it. Do you remember the, the True Namer class in 3.5? Uh, yes. Do you remember how it was completely worthless at higher levels because the difficulty of, like, binding monsters got harder faster than you got better at doing it? Yeah. Okay, imagine if that was just the case for, like, most skills. Oh no. <laughs> You remember in uh, second edition how they had that whole thing where uh, you could be an assassin and get money for killing people on a very structured level? Mm-hmm. You remember how it was harder to get money at it the higher level you were because you had to kill higher level stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay Imagine cool. if the entire system was just based around that. It was that. just specifically that. Sounds really fun and interesting. All right. Let's make a character <laughs> then. So the one thing that I do know is the character creation like itself looks pretty interesting and pretty cool. So that's all we got to do. And we don't have to play this after we make this character. Hell yeah. Before we begin, there's also a section for creating a starship. <laughs> it's its its own separate thing. I kind of mentioned it a little bit. Like I said, that is about as many pages as the magic and spells section. We might do that. There's a lot of bullshit minutia that we can get into there and, and discuss, but for now, let's... This is the third game that we've done that allows us to make spaceships in it, and if we don't get to make a spaceship in it, I would be so mad. <laughs> let's make a character first. Let's do that. Let's do it. So it has a list of very helpful steps. Step one, create a character concept. Step two, choose a race. Step three, choose a theme. So I've got a concept for you. Let me hear your step one character concept. Okay, so I want to play some kind of like really alien kind of character. Just explore the options we have here. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't even want to play a humanoid. I'm imagining just like a big kind of starfish looking thing. Okay. But like normal starfish are kind of boring. I want some kind of like six-legged starfish. <laughs> and I want that starfish to be really good at making computers and also have one hand that's just a dick. <laughs> so can we do that? Um no, that is in fact not one of the options. They're stifling my creativity. That one's not me. <laughs> and also, I don't want to revisit that monster. Why not? The hivers are good. I'm just going to give you a rundown of uh, all of the races offered, and we'll go from there. All right. Number one, androids. Okay. They look like humans, but they're actually artificial creatures. Oh, shit. Number two, humans. <laughs> Number three is the first actual alien race. Um, Kazathas? Kazathas. Okay. K-A-S-A-T-H-A-S. Kazathas. Kazathas. They're an ancient four-armed race from a different star system, staunch traditionalists with customs that make them seem wise and mysterious to other races. Ooh, boy. They also have Kai Adimundi heads. (laughs) 
<laughs> but less wrinkly and more like. But do they fuck as much as Coyote Mundi? <laughs> Did we talk about that in the Star Wars episode? No, we didn't. We didn't talk about how Coyote Mundi has a special Jedi dispensation to fuck as much as he wants. I didn't know that. What the fuck? The gimmick with his species, whatever it's called, I can't really remember, is that there's not a lot of males left for some reason. Oh. So he has a special doctor's note from the Jedi Council to bone down all the time. Sick. <laughs> He's a Syrian, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Felt like that was important to clarify. It's very They look like that if they were, like, weird, fleshy, paley white things with gas masks. Okay. And forearms. <laughs> Next is Las Huntas? Las Juntas? I don't know. <laughs> Naturally gifted psychics divided into two subraces. One tall and lean, the other short and powerful. Both are compelling to other races and dedicated to scholarship and self-perfection. And they look like... Let me make sure. Let me get to the full picture. Yeah, they look like kind of bug people. Okay. They look like humans with, like, antennae and, like, bumps on their forehead. Hmm. That's uh, real boring aliens so far. They're all basically just human. I'm pretty sure a lot of these are actually creatures from old Pathfinder books. Shirin, once part of a terrifying hive mind that devoured all in its path, the insectile Shirin mutated and broke away to become independent but community-minded individuals addicted to the freedom of choice. Wow, they make freedom of choice sound like a bad thing. Kinda. Somehow. Also, these appear to just be bug furries. They're literally just, like, giant caterpillar men. <laughs> it's like a human's body, but replace the head with a caterpillar's head. Honestly, that's pretty choice. That's pretty good. So far, this is my favorite one. I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't get extra arms so you could just play as Thrykeen, but no one ever lets right. me play as a Thrykeen, so... Next is the Vesk. Devoted to conquest and dominance, the rep... Pillion Vesk only recently ended their long war with other races of the Pact Worlds, and many still distrust them despite their sense of honor and their utility in combat. So they're just Klingons. Yeah, but they're lizard men. That's, mm. a, that's the plot twist. Why is it that in all forms of sci-fi there is a lizard man race, and why is it that every lizard man race is very warlike? That's a really good question, because I don't imagine lizards as particularly brutish creatures. No, but they always are. God, these guys are built like a fucking truck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why does this one just have a ball-peen hammer in his belt? Um, it's for hitting nails. That's what <laughs> hammers are for. It's a space hammer for space nailing. Mm, gross. <laughs> So, last but not least is the Yasoki. Passionate and scrappy, the rat-like Yasoki are experts at getting both into and out of trouble. They let their love of technology, exploration, and adventure carry them through the galaxy, and it's just rat people. Yeah, okay. Oh, one of their uh, racial skills is cheek pouches. Oh, fuck yeah, that's sick. <laughs> Shit, that's really good, too. They can store up to a cubic foot of items weighing up to one bulk in their cheek pouches. Incredible. <laughs> Alright, I, I think we're- I don't know how many characters you want to do, because if we're gonna do a starship, I don't know how much time we'll have for making multiple characters. For sure, for sure. At least for this first character, I don't know if we're doing a second yet, what race do you want to do? I'm either saying a Yasoki or, um... The Ed Sheerans? The Sheeran, yeah. The Ed Sheerans. <laughs> oh god, no, hold up. Uh -huh. We're doing a Sheeran. Okay. Alright, <laughs> I'm jumping back to step one. Uh-huh. We're doing Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Yeah, okay, good. Um, <laughs> oh, they even have the minus two to charisma. <laughs> oh, they've got telepathy. Oh, man, how good do you think the psionics rules are in this game? Mm, probably mm, it's so great and cool and fun. <laughs> um, probably a really good system. Ah, uh, yeah. So they get a bonus to constitution and wisdom, apparently. Yes, they also have an ability called blind sense. Mm -hmm. uh, they have sensitive antennae that give them blind sense, uh, parentheses, vibration. Ooh, okay. <laughs> the ability to sense vibrations in the air out, of, out to 30 feet. Fancy. They ignore the stealth bonuses of any form of visual camouflage, invisibility, and the like when attempting a perception check. So they've got infravision, but different. Yeah, it's infravision, but they sense vibrations in the air. It's infravision, but it doesn't work in space. Exactly. 
Um, they also have communalism. Shirin are used to working with others as part of a team once per day, as long as an ally is within 10 feet. They can roll a single attack roll or skill check twice. So they get advantage. Okay. Because it says skill check twice and take the higher result. So it's literally just advantage. Gotcha. They get a plus two racial bonus to culture and diplomacy checks because they have a fascination with culture. Mm -hmm. And they have limited telepathy. Yeah. So that's interesting. Huh. All right, then. Oh, that's cool. They have interesting things about, like, these races in the universe for um, role-playing stuff. I'm not going to read through all of them, but I am <laughs> going to, like, an example is, it says you likely, and it says stuff like, abhor violence is an act of reason, compassion, and community even when tempers flare. And other races probably don't understand your definition of freedom or your seemingly disproportionate delight over small choices. For you likely and other races probably, they have, like, six options each. Just okay. to, like, give a sense of what the world's like and how it's like to play as Ed Sheeran. Just kidding, Ed Sheeran's a character's name, not... <laughs> <laughs> Ed apostrophe Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, but imagine <laughs> if the Ed Sheeran cameo where he turned and looked deadpan into the camera for, like, a full three seconds before he said, Oh, I'm just playing a new song I wrote. Instead of that face, you saw just a giant caterpillar as it said that. <laughs> that would have been a much better cameo. <laughs> God. Okay. Fucking incredible. So step two, or three, we chose a race. We're a Sheeran. Yeah. Step three is we need to choose a theme. Okay. Uh, which represents the core aspect of her backgrounds and motivations. The theme can uh, help express your character's approach to adventuring, whether a bounty hunter, a scholar, an embodiment of another classic adventuring trope. Ed Sheeran's definitely a performer, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. But the problem is there's a list of themes. Oh, is there really? It's like one of those no, little care things where it's, uh, it's supposed to be a role-playing thing, but it gives you a little tiny minor bonus, so you have to choose one that fits with your class. God damn it. Although these uh, ones seem even worse than usual, so they're basically flavor, except they give you a plus one to one of your stats when you start. Yeah. Huh, okay. Let's see. So the themes are, I'm not going to read what they specifically say, but it's Ace Pilot, Bounty Hunter, Icon, Mercenary, Outlaw, Priest, Scholar, Spacefarer, Xeno Seeker, and Theme. I'm thinking Icon? Popular and respected celebrity who can leverage the public's adoration for specific needs. I mean, that yeah, sounds like there a very you go. Ed Sheeran thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of hate for that dude in this episode. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Icon is the theme. Yeah. So it's a caterpillar celebrity. Choose a class is next. Well, first we've got to choose our theme knowledge. What? Hold on. Where does that even say that here? Page 31. Oh, god damn it. You know what's really cool? The fact that they don't have a link in their PDF to where the themes are. Oh no, you know what else is really cool? Oh no, what else is really cool? They've still got the 3x3 alignment grid in this game. Really? In 2017? In 2017 in a space game. I'm sorry, on page 30 there is a picture of uh, one of the rat people doing a boobs butt pose and it makes me very <laughs> uncomfortable. I don't like looking at this gnarled rat. <laughs> That's just what bounty hunters look like. Come on. Oh, okay. Icon. Theme knowledge. Choose a profession skill you are hooked deeply into the culture of your iconic profession. When attempting uh, a profession or culture check to recall knowledge about the icons of your profession, blah, 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 you get a plus one bonus to checks of your chosen profession. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. When you attempt a profession or culture check to recall knowledge about other icons of your profession or details about your profession's cultural aspects, increase the DC by five? Oh, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> wait, why is it increase the difficulty by five? Why are you less likely to know these things? Unless it's saying increase the DC by five in terms of you, it goes from a 15 to a 10. That's not increase. No, it's not. Unless they're like, if you roll a 10, it counts as a 15? This... I... Maybe? That's weirdly worded. Mm, I don't... That's the only way I can imagine it works, right? I guess, yeah. Because if, if, you, if you are, like, a professional in the music industry, and you're very <laughs> specifically trying to know other professionals in the music industry, 
being part of that industry isn't going to make it harder to know who Beyonce is. <laughs> oh, boy. But then it also gives you a plus one bonus to checks with your chosen profession skill. So that's very specifically... Yeah, so that's the actual performing part of it. And then the other thing is knowledge. Yeah. But you're rolling your profession to... So let's just pick a profession skill. We're getting way too caught up in the minutiae and it makes for bad podcasts. You're right, you're right, you're right. All right, let's look at the skill list. Oh my god. Why? Why did you keep all of these skills? Oh my god. There's so many. Why is Intimidate still a charisma skill? <laughs> profession. Okay. Why can you not have a profession skill that's based off of a physical attribute? Profession is actually a number of separate skills. Oh, no way. Profession skills include actor, artist, comedian, con artist, courtesan, dancer, musician, orator, poet, politician, video personality, and writer. So is the idea that it's supposed to be open-ended, or did they just not bother making a chart? I think it's supposed to be open-ended. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm deeply, deeply tempted to say con artist. Ho 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 ho. Can we, can we already homebrew something in real quick? Uh-huh. Can Ed Sheeran have two professions? Uh, I think we'll have to do that when we pick our starting skills. Okay. I was going to say musician and con artist. Okay, okay. Also, hang on a second here. Uh-huh. I'm reading through this list of example professions. Uh-huh. Th those were very specifically charisma-based professions I was looking at. There's also, you can do intelligence-based or wisdom-based. Yeah, and one of the common intelligence-based ones is vidgamer. Oh no. <laughs> hey, actually. Is Ed Sheeran a professional vid gamer? Ed Sheeran has two professions. No, it's Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, sorry. <laughs> Ed Sheeran has two professions is a musician and a vid gamer. Thank you. That's very good. <laughs> All of his concerts, he's also live streaming a CSGO match. He gets a plus five bonus to find the geeks and gamers in the crowd. <laughs> He's like, what's up, everybody? I'm going to play my new song. And also, the cake is a lie. <laughs> Except for that's all just telepathic. So all of that just like shows up in people's minds simultaneously. Oh, my God. He's a telepathic musician. <laughs> Oh, so Starfinder good. deserves this character. We're on a really good start. We're on a really, really good start. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Okay, before we, we go any farther, uh -huh. what does Ed Sheeran look like? Ed Sheeran, sorry, not... <laughs> thank you, thank you. Also, Sheeran, by the way... Yes? For the listeners at home, Sheeran is spelled S-H-I-R-R-E-N. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just hopping in front of that one right now. Appreciate it. <laughs> See, I don't know if they can all be, like, different insects. They must, because this one kind of looks like a praying mantis in this art. They're all, like, very insectoid. True, true. Alright, well, let's actually come back to the look, because I figure okay. we could probably get a class first. That's a good idea. Solidify what Ed Sheeran's entire personality <laughs> looks like. So looking at the classes, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 classes. Mm -hmm. They are the Envoy, the Mechanic the mystic, the operative, the solarian, the okay. soldier, and the technomancer. Hmm. Uh, the solarian contemplates and gains power from the life cycles of stars. Their techniques allow them to create a weapon or suit of armor from a moat of stellar energy. So it's, it's like a paladin or a cleric, I guess, but they use entropy of stars rather than a god. I don't know about that. Let me see something really fast. That's entirely conjecture of what their class is like. I have no idea. The concept sounds honestly pretty dope to me. Oh, I think they're just sorcerers. Oh, okay, cool. Let me read through this really fast. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm looking at the Envoy right now, which looks like a charisma-based class. It looks like... um. It's not like a bard, necessarily. It's like the diplomat? Yeah, it's the face. Okay. It's effectively a bard, but I don't think they have all the music magic. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, I think the Solarians are just monks. 
Okay. Yeah, they're just monks that get a bunch of... They're the closest thing to a 4E class, as far as I can tell. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But they look messy. So the mechanic looks interesting because you get, like, drones and also, uh... It looks like you might get a mech suit. Okay. Not like a cool anime mech suit, but... Right, unfortunately. Like a boring mech suit. Oh, I was looking at stuff for drones that you build. Okay. Exocortex. You're going to play with Exocortex, an artificial processor that interacts with and augments your biological brain's cognitive functions. It's a rig interface. Yeah. Okay. I'm always down to break the action economy in a 3.5 game. Yeah, but once again, will that be interesting to listen to on a podcast? That depends. Do we get to custom build these drones? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you do. Ooh, boy. Can we make one that's the size of a spaceship? Holy shit. Uh huh. <laughs> that's a really good question. Building a drone is a multi step process. First, choose the drone's chassis. Oh my god, each drone has one of the. one of three chassis types that determine size. Is there just one chassis for each size category? There's combat, hover, and stealth drone chassis. Okay. Uh, one is, the combat is medium size, hover is tiny, and stealth is small. Gotcha. So no, you can't have a spaceship drone. Disappointing. You can have a drone to pilot your spaceship, though. Ooh, perfect. See, here's my thing. Okay. The things that we're good at are constitution and wisdom. Okay. So... I don't think that helps us with being a mechanic very much. No, I don't think so either. And also, it looks like there's a lot of choosing things from lists here, and that might not be very interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna skip the uh, the mystic, just because it looks really boring, honestly. It's just a cleric. Yeah. Operative is rogue. Yep. Hmm, that doesn't feel in line with the character concept we've made so far. Fair. Because he's not a con artist anymore. Mm, I want it to be all three is the problem. That's true, that's true. Although con artist might fit Envoy better. True. Because Envoy is the one that gets all the charisma abilities. Envoy might just end up being what our character is. Fair enough. There's the Solarian, which I don't think fits our character very well. <laughs> not very much. It's another charisma-based class. Or Hold sort up. of. Shit. What's okay. up? Okay. It has examples of different types of characters in it. So, like, if you have theme mercenary and you are a Solarian, it has, like, cosmic mercenary. Okay. Or, um, like, Xenoseeker, you're, like, a luminous explorer. And here for Icon, its example for Solarian is champion. Okay. Like a gladiator. Uh-huh. What if he's a champion esports player? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> What if Ed Sheeran is on an esports team? Oh, that's perfect. Or like a really, like he's really high level FGC, like fighting <laughs> game player. Oh, fuck. Okay. I need to check something real quick. Do they describe what vid games in this universe are? Or do we just get to make up what that is? Oh, boy. Let's find out. It's only mentioned three times in the book, and it doesn't describe what vid games are. <laughs> so here's my question. Uh huh. In this far off fantasy space future are video games that are played at a competitive or just video games in general are they still like how we imagine professional video games or are they more like holodeck shit well let's see in one of the three mentions of vid game in this entire book they mention vid game arcade a recreation suite that you can build into your ship which yeah includes the vid game arcade so here's my follow-up question yes is the number one competitive esport in this time Dance Dance Revolution? Oh, obviously. <gasps> Shit, that's how he performs! <laughs> it's a singing and dancing bit, but he's also competing at the same time! <laughs> he's competing against other artists playing their own songs. Yeah! Yeah, they're playing their own songs, and they're also all telepathic! <laughs> Oh, holy fuck, that's it's perfect. Like, it's like if you go to a deaf rave and everyone's wearing headphones, you just walk <laughs> into the concert and you first don't hear anything, you just see two caterpillars kind of playing Dance Dance Revolution to no music on a stage in front of thousands of people. And Ed Sheeran is the champion... <laughs> See, this is even 
even better because I have at best a passing understanding of what Ed Sheeran's music sounds like. <laughs> it's definitely not like Dance Dance Revolution music. I'm pretty sure he just does <laughs> songs about sad girls in snow and stuff, but fuck, I love the idea of him doing footwork to that. <laughs> oh my god. I'm really a big fan of Ed Sheeran's uh, rendition on Hey Yo, Captain Jack. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, he can do the Difficulty 15 Grandale remix. He's pretty good. God. <laughs> god, what a good character. Um, he doesn't even use the bar in the back. He's playing his fucking acoustic guitar the entire time. <laughs> oh my god, is he DDRing to a different song than what he's playing? Well, here's here's what I was thinking, and this is this is really important for the backstory building that we're going here. Uh-huh. Is uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm so glad we found it, by the way, because I was worried that we weren't gonna find anything interesting to do with this. Same. <laughs> is it like a DDR machine where the track, like, because it's the future? Is it like the the step chart is being generated as they're playing the song? Oh, okay. Or is it like a pre-made step chart? Well, it's the far-off science fantasy future, of course, so I think it's Pump It Up. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. He's playing Pump It Up and Sound Voltex simultaneously. Shit. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, this is great jokes for anybody who's really into rhythm games. Sorry, folks. And only them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, we still need to decide on the class. Uh, is he the, is he a, a Solarian for the champion, or is he just an envoy? I think he's an envoy, and this is how diplomacy is conducted in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is diplomacy. Uh, I think like I don't, I don't think that's a good way for diplomacy to work because I really do like the idea that this is just like one of the main forms of entertainment in the future. Okay, yeah. But he uses his like everyone knows who Ed. Sheeran is. <laughs> I think he uses that to like be able to get things and yeah, okay. do things and negotiate. <laughs> it's it's like when um Ed Ed Sheeran's entire role is is the same thing as like when Dennis Rodman went to North Korea to oh negotiate. <laughs> So you know how warlords in in 4e have like banners that they use to help like channel their magic inspirational powers uh-huh whatever the fuck <laughs> does ed sheer ed sheeran just carry around like a ddr mat <laughs> please no it's a platform <laughs> he's got a special little strap on the back where he carries around a full-sized metal dance platform or it's the future and it can just like it's like a metal box that folds out into a platform. Or holograms, one of the two. Or holograms. Yeah. Holograms is probably easier. He's got like a Destiny 2 drone next to him at Shit. all times that just projects the holograms <laughs> onto the floor. Uh, listeners, look in the work cited for this episode, by the way. There's a very important video that I need you to all watch. <laughs> God, okay. Like, I don't even want to bother giving a shit about all these different skills and abilities that Envoy has, because there's just a lot of picking off tables, so I'm just gonna move on. Before we do, I want to at least say, give them credit where credit's due. By default, they do recommend point buy for ability scores in this, which I appreciate. Hell yeah! Yeah. Hell yeah, that's good. Point buy is a good system. They got point buy in arrays, which is a really good step forward that I really wasn't expecting out of Paizo. But also, they still have the rules for random roll in there, if you want to use it. Well, yeah, because it's still a Pathfinder-based game, and a lot of <laughs> yep. people who play Pathfinder want that. So. Speaking of Pathfinder-based games, this also does have rules for all of uh, the fantasy races in the back of the book, if you want to play as an elf. 
<laughs> that's actually pretty fucking cool. Because <laughs> um, I, I, isn't it because they wanted the ability to um you to take your Pathfinder campaign into Starfinder? Yeah, because the gimmick is this is literally supposed to be the future of Golarion or whatever their world is called. Yeah. So they have full conversion rules and stuff in there. Okay. I mean, like, I'll say this, Pathfinder's not my thing. I still like that they have that option, because there are people that like Pathfinder. Sure, That's sure. That's fine. Yeah. I think it's a cool feature for them to add on to, in case someone wants to take their Pathfinder campaign to space. Totally. What I don't appreciate is that they still have class skills in this game. Yeah. Because I'm looking at this fucking skill list right here. The thing I'll say, at least they have pared down the skill list from 3.5. Yeah. But that's almost impossible to not do. <laughs> like, how many years did we spend playing 3.5? Well, I've been playing 3.5 since um the fifth grade. Okay. Uh, Follow-up question. <laughs> yeah? Name even half of the skills in 3.5. That's gonna be its own episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't. <laughs> What type of multi-weapon uh, <laughs> skill do you want? Oh man, do they have dual-wielding rules in here? I would need to figure out how bad they <sighs> fucked it up. Well, like, we can't. You're right. We can't right now. You're right, I can't get distracted on this right now. The next step is picking skills. I think just in general we can say, like, probably bluff. Like, any charisma skills probably. I'm just saying, like, a general thing, because I don't want to go through all of this. Yeah, totally. Culture skills, probably. Do you need computers to be a true vid gamer, or is that just a profession thing? No. You need to be if you're the best of the best. <laughs> you need you need to know all those ways to save frames. Right, exactly. I'm just glancing through the skills here. Probably perception, just because it's a wisdom skill. I don't know, man. We gotta pick up the second profession, obviously. Yep. Survival doesn't seem right. And hey, look, I'm at the end of the skills. Cool, perfect. <laughs> Let's move on. Moving on. Next step is feats. Hell yeah. Same thing. Fucking love feats. What a good system. Let's get in on this shit. He's got two of them, one on the right and one on the left. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not playing a human. Do we get a feat or can we just skip this? Yeah, we do. Ah, piss. Okay. Eh. We'll take toughness, objectively the worst feat, whatever. Oh my god, they still have toughness! Yeah, they do. Uh, what's kip up? Kip up is that cool thing you do when you're laying on the ground and you kick your legs into the air to flip yourself onto your feet. Uh, Ed Sheeran has kip up. There you go, it improves his dancing skills. Yeah, he, he sometimes does it on stage to showboat. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, he'll, he'll drop down on his back and be hitting, like, some of the arrows with his hands and some with his feet, like he's playing a weird fucked up game of Twister, and then he'll kip up <laughs> Perfect. Uh, into, like, a spin move to keep dancing. <laughs> it's all about the performance, really. Yeah, he's a performance player, not technical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay. Next is equipment. Okay, let's get into it. Oh my god, okay, I will say this. I absolutely love so much of the artwork in this book. Yeah, I will say that I appreciate Paizo's art direction. That's always no, something I that they have. I will say that <laughs> you need to stop saying I will say this about anything in this book. <laughs> I'm struggling to say anything good through gritted teeth. <laughs> uh, if you go to the equipment section, the artwork they give is a bunch of goblins in ragtag space outfits like uh spacesuits that's yeah. what they're called those are the ones holding swords and laser guns and it's just a a really good look oh, God. honestly i really like the one that just has two band-aids over the crack in its helmet thanks yep. paizo it's weird that there's just an x-wing in the background but this is still very good i will say this i will say this <laughs> i really really like the setting of, uh -huh. of starfinder from what i've found so far gotcha like the world building and the, just in general like i i really like high sci-fi in general and i really like i i really like sci-fi when it's mixed with fantasy for sure for sure so it's good i'm a fan anyway equipment what kind of equipment does ed sheeran have oh boy let's look at these charts oh is equipment in this game relegated out based on what your level is uh-huh Huh. Wow, you can't have tactical knife until level 7? You can't start with a sword. In space. <laughs> you can start with a 
battle staff or a tactical spear. Of course, of course. That's fucked up that that's, like, level locked, <laughs> because if you want a spear with a chainsaw built onto the top of it, you have to be level 11. Come on, man. Why is it that every D20 game is so focused on having to earn your fun like this? Just let me have the chainsaw spear. Skyfire sword? What the fuck is that? You have to be level 4 to buy high-capacity batteries. <laughs> You're stuck using triple A's until <laughs> you can upgrade to double A at level 4. Okay. A centered longsword requires level 7. A centered longsword? I don't know what that means. Mm. I was hoping you would, so I would No, I got dumb. nothing for you. Aww. Good news, though, we can at least buy cybernetics. Alright, hold on. I'm gonna look for what centered means real fast. Yeah, go for it. A centered longsword is made of compacted ceramics, forming a durable and finely edged plate. Sure, okay. So, a ceramic longsword. <laughs> okay. Oh, good news. So, this level restriction is on all equipment in this game? Oh my god. So, like, if you want to just buy some binders to tie somebody up with, you can do that at level 1. But if you want manacles, you have to wait until level 4. It's stupid. It's <laughs> stupid and I hate it. I found something I actively really dislike about this system. I haven't found anything, like, like it's Pathfinder and 3.5 and, like, I'll bash on those all I want, but I still have played a lot of those. Right, right. Uh, and it's, I don't hate them. I really hate this mechanic. <laughs> and I know that they're trying to do this for balance reasons, because, like, they give things like this, uh, the, the chainsaw spear rolls more damage on hits. And so they're trying to balance it out by, like, making it so that you can't do that at first level. But that's S still just... I mean, I think what this really demonstrates is that the standard, like class-based, level-based progression doesn't really work in a heavily gear-focused far-future sci-fi game. Yeah. Like, it all kind of breaks down a little bit, even more so than it does in, like, a normal game. And I think the level limits are kind of, like, another balance attempt on that, but it doesn't really feel like it works. It just feels real shitty, because it, it limits you on what you're allowed to actually do really bad. Yeah, exactly. I don't like that. I don't no. like being, my, my creativity being limited. Yeah. It's like in D20 Modern, where you had to spend like six months of playing before you could choose a class that wasn't just fast hero or strong hero. Yeah. And also I want to be able to buy an x-ray visor before level nine. What are you talking about? So here's what I'm going to say. Uh-huh. I'm going to say because we are the GMs in this and we ultimately have complete control of what we do. Okay, okay. We're just going to ignore level limits on this character. Or we could just say that we're starting in a higher level game. That also works if we want to do that. Totally. I'm fine with that as well. Yeah. What level are we? Hmm. I think we're level 10. Okay, yeah, I was going to say somewhere like 8 or 10, because we want to be able to buy an off-road van if we need to. Yeah, level 10's good. Sure, yeah. So, there's a lot of tables, and I don't want to spend too much time digging through them. Mm -hmm. But... But chat, you can buy SD cards that you can slot into your computer to let it cast spells. That's actually pretty sick. It's pretty dope. <laughs> That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. What kind of weapon does Ed Sheeran use? Hmm, let's see here. Oh boy, there's a lot of weapons in this game, isn't there? Yeah, there are. Um... Well, let's, let's start with a more a general question. Okay. Does Ed Sheeran use a melee weapon or a gun? Um, let's see... What do you think that Ed Sheeran uses to commit his real-life murders with? His guitar. Okay, okay. So it's some kind of melee weapon that's secretly built into his guitar, El Cabong style. See, here's the thing. Uh-huh. It can also be a gun secretly built into his guitar. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that's way better. <laughs> I could be cool either way, right? Because he could have, like, retracting battle axe blades in the, the base of the guitar. Right. Or, like, the neck of the guitar can be the barrel of a rifle. Shit. Both of them are really fucking good. Oh, you can get sonic pistols. Mm-hmm. Oh, nope, there are long there's long arms, too. I think he has a sonic rifle built into his guitar. I absolutely think he has a sonic rifle built into his guitar. Perfect. Does he have to strum the guitar to fire it if he, like, puts it in shoot mode instead of play music mode? Oh, absolutely. Cool, good. I like that a lot. <laughs> also, it's an acoustic guitar, but it actually still is plugged into an amp somewhere. Yep. 
It might have an amp built into it. It's the future. Yeah, there you go. I mean, they make those. <laughs> yeah. What is a Thunderstrike Screamer? Uh-huh. Thunderstrike uh, is a blast that is loud enough to deafen targets. All right, fair enough. So, that now you know. <laughs> God, this is like the worst excesses of 3.5 mixed with the worst excesses of Shadowrun. <laughs> a little bit. They give you a lot of options, which in a, for a medium that isn't what we're doing right now, uh -huh. I like, at least. <laughs> sure, sure. I like if you're going to give people tables to sort through and pick from, I like a lot of options, but it's not good radio. Definitely. Oh, shit. Sniper weapons. Sheeran Eye Rifle. <laughs> Excuse me? Sheeran Eye Rifles are named for their compound sights, which resemble the eyes of the insectile race, but are rarely manufactured by Sheeran companies. What? That's, that's like, space racist, right? Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? They just call them Sheeran Eye Rifles, because they look like Sheeran eyes. It's fucked up. It's weird that they specify that Sheerans don't make them. That's what's weirding me out here. I think the thing with that, right, is, like, why would the Sheeran need compound eye scopes when they already have compound eyes? I think that you would want that, wouldn't you? Because I don't... Isn't that how scopes work? It's not a scope for compound eyes. Oh. It's a scope to replicate compound eyes. Why would you want that? I don't know! <laughs> that seems incredibly unhelpful. I want to aim through my scope and have a 1 in 12 chance of aiming at my target yeah i want to see a bunch of extra unrelated shit when i'm trying to fire my sniper rifle <laughs> it's a literal kaleidoscope ah <laughs> oh, god incredible that's so useless jesus christ all right well does he have a robot arm yeah okay let's see what can we put no, in our robot on, arm no. at armor 10 at level 10 he doesn't have a robot arm he has two robot legs fuck yeah, that makes way more sense. He didn't, like, his, his limbs weren't removed because of an injury or anything. It's just he got augmented limbs to be better at Dance Dance Revolution. Exactly, exactly. So what attachments can you get on limbs? Sorry, I'm still in the weapons section because it goes on for like 150 pages. Oh yeah, also I skipped over the armor because it does a very similar thing. I'm just gonna say, he probably has like some carbon fiber clothes. Sure. Yeah. Hold up, I'm gonna... Google a picture of Ed Sheeran real fast. <laughs> open up safe search because I don't want this in my er, er, private window. And open up a private window because I don't want this in my Google history. Okay, Google. What does Ed Sheeran wear? Okay, Google. What would Ed Sheeran look like if he was a big bug? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, what does he wear? This is what Ed Sheeran would look like if he was a big bug. <laughs> Once again, check the work cited for this important picture of Ed Sheeran as some kind of horrible insectile aberration. So the big things I've noticed is Ed Sheeran either wears, he always wears like skater jeans. Uh-huh. And it's either like this green zip up hoodie in this picture of him as an insect or like a white t-shirt with like a plaid flannel button up that is unbuttoned over it. Okay. So he kind of looks like a youth pastor who's trying to connect with the kids. He looks like someone you'd meet at the skate park that's, like, maybe ten years too old to be at a skate park. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he kind of looks like he claims he used to be a professional skater. <laughs> but when he steps on the skateboard, he's like, so how do I turn this on? <laughs> he's like a 40-year-old man that you see at the Costco wearing a short sleeve shirt over a long sleeve shirt still, even though it's 2017. He also, a lot of the time, just looks like someone you'd see on the engineering campus at a college. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, he's basically got two modes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so which one do we want to lean into more with Ed Sheeran? Let's lean into the washed up skater look. I like that. Yeah. Like, so I'm just loving this caterpillar with like this uh, really, really expensive looking but still not good looking button up flannel shirt. Yeah, and the fucking Nike high tops that he's definitely never worn before. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, fuck. How did this episode turn into us making fun of Ed Sheeran? It's been like that for the past 40 minutes. Yeah, why is this what we fucking hitched our wagon to? <laughs> uh, 
Does he own a pair of climbing suckers? <laughs> I thought you meant Ed Sheeran, the actual human. <laughs> the question still applies. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's a cybernetic alteration. Okay. Oh, well. I think he has those on the bottom of his speed suspension feet. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think he does, because that's going to not be helpful for getting all those real fast steps in. Right, of course, of course. Um, does he have a, a hidden compartment built into his legs <laughs> to hide his weed in? <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, does he have magical mushrooms implanted in his throat that let him talk to bugs? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. No. <laughs> that's nothing. <laughs> Does he, like the real-life Ed Sheeran, have poisonous spurs that he can inject people with venom with? <laughs> Very much like the real Ed Sheeran. He actually does have speed suspension complete built into his legs. Is this libel? <laughs> I feel like this might be a crime. <laughs> My favorite part about the musician Ed Sheeran is his compound eyes <laughs> and his respiration uh, reflector. What the fuck does that even mean? Time out. What? Retinal reflector. Sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> he has sheets of reflective material that, can, that are implanted behind his retina, granting him low light vision and plus one enhancement. The real Ed Sheeran does have that. Not sure if you were familiar. I thought you meant retinol, like the uh, chemical that they put in skin creams. No, 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 no. To keep his coat nice and glossy. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know. Uh, okay, like, listen, we're moving on. Um, yeah. Does the real Ed Sheeran have uh, augmented gills? I think he does. <laughs> it's very possible. No one really knows. <laughs> Let's see, there's a whole thing about building computers, even... Nah, we're, I'm, nope. we're moving on. No, nope, fuck We're this. moving on past equipment. Yeah. Are you sure you don't want to talk about how many flashlights and manacles and stuff he owns? I want to talk about how many flashlights. <laughs> Is that what he keeps in his secret compartment? Yeah. <laughs> it's full of weed, though. <laughs> the cop's like, we have a warrant to search your hidden compartment on your leg. And he's like, all right, man. And he opens it up and he just pulls out flashlights. And I'm like, ah, shit, never mind. And there's weed stashed in there. The perfect crime. The perfect crime. <laughs> oh, the worst. Oh, this is God. the worst podcast ever. Oh. What are we doing? <laughs> all right, finishing details. Alignment. Not going to bother. I don't like the alignment system. Chaotic evil. Chaotic evil. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Armor class, whatever. Attack bonuses, whatever. Carrying capacity, don't give a shit. Oh my god, there's another whole page of, like, minutiae to fill in. <laughs> Deity, who does Ed Sheeran worship? I'm not going to the religions and philosophies page on page 482. Who does Ed Sheeran worship? Uh, Garl Glitter Gold. Garl Glittergold was the original, um, Garl Glittergold was an undefeated champion of, of Space Dance Dance Revolution for about 50 years. <laughs> Who ascended to godhood and became god of the gnomes, which I don't think exist in Pathfinder. Yep. Good. There we go. It was just his name was Garl Glittergold. Yeah, perfect. Homeworld, where were they raised? We're once again not going to chapter 12 to find a planet or otherwise. Yeah, um... Well, let's open the planet generation system. Oh, no. Ah, damn it. You wrote a 530-page book and you didn't put a planet generation system in it? Come on. <laughs> he was born in space. Like on a spaceship? In the vacuum of space. Uh, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. See, the problem is I have stopped imagining our character as a Sheeran at this point. Oh, I can't stop imagining him as a Sheeran. The problem is, for a solid ten minutes there, I was just imagining human Ed Sheeran. <laughs> so I'm gonna say he was born in Topeka. <laughs> Topeka, of course, is the name of the uh, asteroid that he was born on. Yeah, it's there an we go. asteroid colony. Perfect. Uh, that's main export is it doesn't have an export. Its main uh, <laughs> attraction is it has a dance club. There we go. 
There we go. Alright, we did it. Initiative modifier who gives a shit language is common and then Shirin. And he's just got a shitload of grain. <laughs> it's in the list of things that you can buy, that's all I know. Yep, he has just a shit yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, they have um biodomes that they grow grain on and there we go. his family owned one of them. There yeah. we go. The problem is that all of the biodomes are maintained by clones of Polly Shore, so that's why everyone tries to leave that <laughs> colony as soon as they can. <laughs> uh, Polly Shore, another um, Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Paul E. Shore. Paul E. Shore is one of Ed Sheeran's uh, siblings. <laughs> or maybe his father. Jesus. I know there's something about the Sheeran all being like part of a hive mind and then getting freedom, but like <laughs> uh, saving throws, resolve points, who gives a shit, who gives a shit, size, uh, race determines size, so we don't need to determine that, speed, and last but not least, starship. Ah, uh, fuck yeah. Does everyone get their own starship? Yeah. Ooh boy, let's get into it. I'm gonna make sure, okay, I'm gonna, let's finish up Ed Sheeran real fast. Okay. Ed Sheeran. Thank you. Yeah, let's finish up Ed Sheeran real fast. Is Ed Sheeran, what is what does he look like? Are, do we want to stick with Caterpillar? Yes, but... Okay, Google. Show me pictures of Caterpillars that look like Ed Sheeran. Oh, this is just giving me pictures of Ed Sheeran. Come on. <laughs> it's giving me pictures... Oh, sorry, that's a two-year-old that looks like Ed Sheeran. Okay, that's the gimmick. Oh. I googled Caterpillar, and it's a fun thing of half of them are the insect Caterpillar, and half of them are the tractor brand Caterpillar. <laughs> well, is is he, like, one of those really weird, like, Caterpillars that has a bunch of long hairs? Hmm. Or is he one of those ones that kind of looks like a pickle? Or is he covered in poisonous spikes? Ooh, that's a good point. No, I think he's one of those really, like, unsettlingly fuzzy-looking ones. I like that. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, just any of those caterpillars have, like, a lot of, like, just a shitload of the, the bristles on them that make it look like they have hair. Exactly. And you're not sure if they're poisonous or not? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's just very, very, quote, unquote, hairy. <laughs> with two gigantic compound eyes. Totally. And a mouth that you don't like looking at. Let's get into the... What color? What colors is he? Um... Oh, shit. I know what it is. Okay, what you got? His hair is styled and dyed in a pattern that is a flannel black and red. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. Uh, and that's Ed Sheeran. What's his spaceship? I think we're going to speed round through the spaceship stuff because... Is that um, possible? Here's what I'm going to do. Yes. I'm going to... Go to the Understanding Starship section. Okay. So for you listeners, I'm going to read off everything in this section that it lists on all of the pages following <laughs> Understanding Starships. <laughs> Starting with name and tier, size category and frame, speed, maneuverability, drift, armor class, AC, target lock, PL, hull points, damage threshold, critical threshold, shields, attacks, mounts, Power core, drift engine, systems, expansion bays, modifiers, minimum and maximum crew, complement, special abilities, crew, cots. <laughs> Those are all things you have to decide and fill out for your spaceship. That's Hell too many. Yeah. What are the basic frames you would like to choose? Racer, transport, interceptor, destroyer, fighter, heavy freighter, shuttle. Bulk freighter, light freighter, cruiser, explorer, carrier, battleship, or dreadnought. How many are those? Can we randomly roll all this? It's not on a table is the problem, so I can't even easily count. <laughs> Looks like it's 12. No, that's wrong. Uh, it's 15. <laughs> I'm going to roll a d20 and re-roll if it's above 15. Okay. 11 is it's a cruiser okay what does that mean oh okay so if you choose your base frame it gets a lot of those things like counted for you oh good that means it's huge it has average maneuverability <laughs> plus zero piloting turn two 180 hp increment 25 dt5 ct36 i don't know what any of this means okay but what are its mounts like <laughs> Forward arc, one capital, port arc, one light, starboard arc, one light, turret, one heavy, 
six expansion bays, 20 minimum crew, 100 maximum crew, 60 cod. <laughs> so he's got a cruiser, which yeah. means it's a big old ship that a lot of people are on. I'm imagining Ed Sheeran's cruiser is very much like a party boat. There you go. It's like a yacht. Yeah. It's his own personal Venga bus. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it just has his name like painted on both sides of it. <laughs> and it, like a big part of it is just an arcade, a barcade. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Ed Sheeran's barcade Venga bus. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what it says on the side of it. Oh, fuck. It doesn't even have a name. <laughs> <laughs> Citizens of Castravel, this is an emergency alert to tell you that Ed Sheeran's <laughs> Barcade Venga bus is approaching the system. Get ready to get buck wild. <laughs> Please evacuate in an orderly fashion. Please be aware of where your local bunker is. <laughs> I don't want to figure out what power core it uses or what it uses its the green armor one. is like. Yeah. It's got leather armor. I don't, <laughs> I don't give a shit about what armor it is and like, because the armor gives a bonus to AC, but it gives you different turn system, turn distances and like less of a bonus to target lock. I don't give a fuck. Oh, we, we don't want to reduce I, our turning radius because we've only got two per movement or... <laughs> We I... need whatever gives you the highest turn distance, uh -huh. which is MK15 armor. It gives a huge loss to target lock, but it lets you drift more. Mm. He does he does donuts in this <laughs> thing all the time. <laughs> Crew quarters, uh, luxurious, don't give a shit. Like, he's got drift engine at ultra, sure. Sure. <laughs> and he, all of his uh, weapon mounts are chain cannons and a, well it's all chain cannons and one laser net it's all chain cannons but that means that they just shoot out chains i think that's what it means good <laughs> oh does he have a grazer which is a gravity laser i'm making a decision right now okay it shoots out ed sheeran uh <laughs> brand um chains which are the same chains that he uses to uh connect his wallet to his jeans oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. All right. Yeah, there you go. And just to continue the trend of spaceships in our fiction that we create, Ed Sheeran's party boat is very... It it looks like a spaceship, uh -huh. but it's it's designed very much to look like a yacht in a lot of ways. Okay. I was kind of imagining it as designed to look like a Greyhound bus, but that works too. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the second spaceship we've made in this podcast and it's also still a boat perfect perfect but less like a boat than literally a boat you know right okay <laughs> cool <laughs> wow it turns out we were able to speed through that pretty fast if we just skip all of the tables i didn't want to say anything but you can definitely also just buy pre-made spaceships yeah i noticed that just now <laughs> but that's less interesting that's true that's true Cool, okay, well. Ooh, yeah, hex grid, hex grid. I figured out how space combat works. How does space combat work? This is the last thing we're doing. Oh my god, oh, this is a mess. Summarize it, summarize it. As far as I can tell, it's almost exactly the same system as in the Star Wars D20 game. Really? It's got the hex grid, it's got the turning arcs. So it's still on a two-dimensional plane. It sure the fuck is. Space never being two-dimensional. You know it. Okay. It's got firing arcs? Oh, you can do cool stunts. You can do a flip and burn, nice. or a flyby. Nice. Or a slide. I don't know how you slide in space, but that's a thing, apparently. Interesting. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I'm starting to get a headache reading through this fucking book. Um... Hey, how come these spaceships have different speeds that they move at? That's not how space works. Uh, different engines and thrusters. But that's not how combat in space works, because there's no resistance. Yeah, but if you have a bigger engine, it go faster. <laughs> think about it. This has been the character if generation. You really think about it. <laughs> There's always at least some gravitational force being applied to you, no matter what, in space. <laughs> So there's always at least some force for you to resist against, therefore, of course. I don't know what I'm talking about. That makes perfect sense. I'm a freshman in college and I took astronomy once. <laughs> Shit. <laughs>
Also, this universe still has, like, elemental planes and stuff in it, so I don't know how space works, I guess. Yeah, does it abide by- I can't. We can't. <laughs> let us know if you've played this game. Don't let us know. This has been the character generation. Uh, <laughs> I've been Chet. I'm off. Yeah, we aren't supposed to do that part yet. We gotta do all of our, um... <laughs> Our other stuff first to close out an episode. Go ahead. We are on social media. That's what we do. You can find us on Twitter at the character gen, uh, facebook.com slash the character gen. Uh, shoot us an email at the character gen at gmail.com. Do we have a Tumblr? I still don't know. Oh, I need to like tell it to post things. We will have a Tumblr maybe in the future. Uh, I think it's the character gen. Do we need like an Instagram? No, we're good. Uh, Do you guys want our Snapchat? Because we don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) We probably wouldn't post much because this is an audio medium and we live on interesting lives. We could post pictures of the stupid shit we send each other during recording. That's true. We could do that. That would be an interesting thing to add to. Let us know if you want that by contacting (laughs) us on any of the aforementioned social media. You can obviously find us on our website at thecharactergen.stream. We're on iTunes, and we would very much appreciate it if you gave us a review there. iTunes reviews are so important at making podcasts more... Giving them more visibility. That's the word. Making them more visible also works as a sentence. (laughs) Um, If you want me to tutor you for uh, English writing, let me know. I probably won't do it. (laughs) Uh, Anything else? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Siromo. That's S I I R O M O because the one I normally would use with only one eye is still taken. <laughs> um, I check frequently. <laughs> I cannot think of literally anything else to to promote. We have a YouTube channel. It's the Character Generation. I linked it on all our social media because I can't get us a custom URL yet. Yeah. Uh, we post clips there. Um, by the time this episode is live, there should be a second clip up. Oh, damn. So look forward to that one. If you'd like access to our Venmo. Don't pay us money for this. We don't. <laughs> like, Moth puts a lot of work into editing, but I appreciate that. Um, if, if, if you pay us, Moth gets all the money. <laughs> we also don't have a way to do that, so don't worry about we it. We also don't have a way to do that. So yeah, please don't try to pay us money. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it. I think we're good. I think we're done. I've been Chet. I'm off. And it went like this. I am wrong. I am sorry. sorry.